Hey everybody, welcome to Joe's Mini Bike Reunion. It's Joe's Mini Bike Reunion podcast number 11. That's right, mm-hmm. 11, 1-1. One, one. We're here with the guys who are part of probably the the hippest, most, I guess trendy is not a right word, but definitely the most focused group within our mini bike world. It's the modern version of the mini bikes. It's the Honda Groms, it's the ruckuses it's the new kawasaki offerings it's it's the metros it's the guys that are street legal we're here with kevin dunn and big ray t also joining us from steady garage guys thanks for rolling over thank Thank you for for having having us yeah Yeah, man uh i know you were off to japan yeah we're going uh to japan on september 24th all the way to october 15th so it's a long trip yeah I, i when i spoke to you Kev, I was hopeful to get you on prior to the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joe's Mini Bike Reunion. Insert shameless plug here. October 1st, CV Park. Sponsored in part by Steady Garage. Thank you. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I wanted to have you on the show because, Ray, I even mentioned this to you earlier. We, for the most part, these podcasts for the first 10 episodes have been largely on the rigid frame standard tacos, bonanzas. And, yeah. and those are the ones that old guys like us, those are the ones that we grew up with. And I'm not sure how old you are, Ray. A little older. <laughs> okay, so you're probably, you know, you're coming from where, where, where I did. Probably transitioning to. Yeah, uh, without a doubt, especially in considering what you're up to now. Yeah. But, but these bikes, I think what I love about them the most mm-hmm. is the fact that you can not only enjoy them as a group and work on them at the garage and at the shop, but then you literally just to go ride those things. And, and that's where our guys got to sit on the friggin' curb, mostly, yep. while you guys get to enjoy that. So that's what I want to get going across tonight is those folks that are already in it. And those are all the guys that are already fans of uh, Steady Garage and that whole urban scene. But I also want to maybe convert some of our rigid frame guys to maybe get to that dealership or maybe check out Steady Garage and see why the street legal scooters. In, uh, I'll stop there. What are they called? I, I, I want to call them a scooter. I, I, I refer to them as Groms, like people know by name. But, but what is this segment rightfully noted as? Well, Are they scooters? They are scooters. And, um, you know, a lot of guys also refer to them as Minimoto. You know, so it doesn't have that scooter word in there because people think that, uh, you know, scooters are for uh, preppy people and all that. Um, kind of like Vespa-like. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, so we yeah. don't want to. And, and although. Plastic. Yeah, but but let's 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 talk about the the bikes that make up this mini moto segment because I do like that. Mm-hmm. The scooter main, maintains something that it's a name that everybody can be familiar with, mm-hmm. but the connotation is that it's some chick with a basket and a fucking yeah, poodle yeah, in the back, yeah, right? Yeah. So so we're we're really not that, especially when we do a walk around. <clears throat> mm-hmm. uh, those of you who are watching the podcast uh, tonight, uh, we're gonna vary a little bit from what we typically do because we're gonna before it gets too dark. It's it's still light out here in California, huh? That's yeah, pretty that's cool, right? right? It's nice. So all you guys yeah. on the East Coast, all you East Side mini bike guys, and all of our guys in Detroit, where it's dark, uh, we got a little light out here, and we're gonna make that an advantage for you because we're gonna step out of the seats mm-hmm. and we're gonna do a little walk around. But before we walk around these two particular models, the bikes that we're talking about within this mini moto world. Well, the Ruckus is the one that comes to my attention the most because that's the one that got me into it, right? Yep, correct. And that may be where I met you. Yeah, exactly. That was Bowles LA. That was Brian? Uh, Ryan. Our, our friends are Ryan's and Brandon. Ryan. Yeah. And Brandon. Yeah. Exactly. They're brothers. Yeah. And, and I purchased one of the very first Honda Ruckus 
Mm-hmm. I, I bought it at Burt's. Yeah. Before he started to tap on five hundred dollars to him, right? <laughs> so I, yeah, well, five hundred, right? That'd well, be a nice to him. I gotta buy another bike yeah, there, right? <laughs> right? So, but now I go to Honda Glendale for some of my stuff, and they they treat me well. But anyways, yes. I got my Grom, mm-hmm. and I I didn't have that bike for a day. Uh huh. Somehow, I don't know if it was Howard Lim from Super Street at the time who knew some of the guys uh, there. All right, Brandon. Right. All of a yeah. sudden, it's like I mentioned. I made the mistake of coming to the office and I bought one of these things, uh-huh. and I bought it with my buddy Brian Paik. Him and I were working with Motor Media. We were down the street in our office, and each each day we try to have some fun. This day meant buying a Grom, uh-huh. or excuse me, a Ruckus. Uh-huh. So we 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 got the bike, and I I, I mentioned it to Howard. Next thing I know, it, someone from Bowles came to the office, picked up the bike, mm-hmm. 12 miles ahead on it. Eight of them had just riding around the parking lot when I bought it, right? Yeah. And they took it, and I don't know if you remember that bike, that white. Yeah. It, it was a SEMA build. Yeah. It, it was, a, I don't know if it was 2008, 2000, yeah. Eight or nine. Eight or nine. The Batman bike, I remember that big old fat tire. Yeah. Yes. It's like eight inch wide, you know, rocking that uh, golf cart wheel in yeah, Nova. And, and who yeah. was the builder? There was a real famous builder. That came um, to Las Vegas to do that conversion because we did it at the Sunday oh, show. Oh, uh, Sakizawa. Talk a little bit about that guy. Do you remember? What do you remember yes. about that bike? Um, I remember it had a lot of original parts that R-R-Z, were. Right? Yeah, it was. Uh, he was a, so Sakizawa was the first guy that actually started, you know, the big old scene in in, in uh, Japan. His uh, his shop was called Tokyo Parts. So he's like the grandfather of everything. Um, for the ruckus. Yeah, so it was it was nice that he he actually came here. I think the first time was for that build, to put it all together and put some of his special parts on there. During that time, not a lot of parts were available, not at all. Nope. And uh, for for you to have that bike was was crazy. And you know, a lot of that's where a lot of people wanted to steer again. You know, towards. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember that build, and I and thank you for signing the SEMA Garage board. Both of you. SEMA's been a big part of what I do, as you may know, Kevin. Mm-hmm. And they provided me with, and a big thank you to uh, everyone there at SEMA for allowing us to have that area yep. for that. the Ruckus Corral. The Ruckus Corral. Yeah, that's right. And, and you know, that wasn't just like a compliment uh. a SEMA member. Uh, they were working to mine that power sports segment because there's such an immediate extension to the hot rodders with mm-hmm. whether they're the bonanzas or whether they're the groms hot rod guys are like we love all this shit right yep. yeah anything yep. with a motor yeah. yeah so so the and i don't want to get off track too much because that ruckus although it that platform seemed to be what really launched what it is that we do now mm-hmm. there's, a, there's a larger contingent of bikes and models that come into our world now and outside of the 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 ruckus that we talked about obviously it's the grom and obviously it's the new kawasaki uh, the Z125, right? Mm-hmm. Or excuse me, yeah. But there's the the Metro and the Zuma that yeah. have also crept up into the shows, yep. and those look great, and they're extended frames, just like we're doing with the Groms. Mm-hmm. What other bikes fall into our world outside of those bikes that I just mentioned? Are there, are there other bikes that kind of fall into it? There's the Vino wouldn't be one that would like no, pop no, in, right? So that like, one's yeah. kind of more yeah. So what, what what did I cover most of the bikes it's that I covered were, a lot? Yeah, most of it. And, and what, out of that, a, scene. there's another one that's really popular and really common now, because it was start out from one guy. What he did was he cut the Metro in half and put the Ruckus back towards the to the and complement it with the Metro front. So that's it's called uh, a Metro. Yeah. So Ifizi, that he was originator in uh, San Jose. Um, it, yeah, it was it called uh, Ruck Tro. They call it the Ruck Tro. So I love that Metropolitan name. in the front, yep. Ruck is in the back. 
you know. And now everybody, it's 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 pretty big, and there's a lot of those around now. So Rucktro, yeah, that's the bike or Metruck or Metruck, Met yeah, the yeah, newer term. Back then it was the, you know. You know, it's funny you say that because we've cobbled together a bike that you guys saw when you walked in, Frankenstein. Uh -huh. Yeah, like, cobbled up different parts and pieces mm -hmm. that's the cool part of, of the that's like the custom part of it isn't yeah, it pretty much so what is it though just i know obviously there's got to be some advantages for having the that specific ruckus rear front with the metro rear front they're, they're using the better of the two yeah because um with the ruckus rear half you can put a bigger tire rim got combination it. there's no fairings to, yeah. to bother worry about tucking movement. in yes yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's why you can put a 12 by 8, 13 sure. by 8 in the back. Yeah. yeah. And still have a little 10 inch, 12 inch, you know, regular skinny tire in the front. Yeah. yeah. Again, very similar to what we did e, with with uh, Frankenstein, right? The big old fat ATV tire and mm -hmm. a bicycle tire in the front. Yeah. Hey, look, um, there's a lot to get into. And I'm, I'm glad that I, I, I hear GY6 a lot too in we clarify that for those folks that hear that expression the gen one the is, is that similar to like like generation x what what is it when it's a gy6 for example talk talk to those folks about that a little bit you know, well, right. so the gy6 is a alternative uh power source for you know because you know the ruckus is a 50 cc you could only do so much to anemic. it yeah anemic yeah uh, and guys want to go faster so you know being in socal uh some of the guys that want more speed, like Dr. Charles, who was really big into Honda, um, decided to swap a GY6 engine onto the Ruckus, and he was blowing by everybody, and that pretty much blew blew it up from there on. So that, what is that GY6 in terms of horsepower displacement? I, what what GY, size? GY6 is basically the most common scooter engine out there, mm -hmm. and it's a 150cc. Oh, it's a 150. It's, yeah, yeah. It's cooled. perfect. It's yeah. air-cooled. It's carbureted. So there's not much uh, just, electronics to it, mm -hmm. and it's it's everywhere. Everywhere, Air, like all of the Chinese scooters Got it. has it, and um, just real, like that Grom outside of the U.S. a few years ago, the Grom was internationally used and well known. It was very basic transportation. What they call the MX MSX one twenty five. We get it a couple of years ago, like it's the the newest thing in the world, but it's Correct. been it's been littered yeah. throughout the world, right? Yeah. Similar Correct. to this engine, then this this GY six. Yes, it's been around probably twenty years. Yeah. So so then why didn't why wasn't the immediate thing to do like when that Ruckus came out? Why wasn't it just an immediate swap with one of those motors inside of Ruckus? Was it just it didn't? It's, it was too much. Was no, it? No, it just took people to come up with ideas, ingenuity, and to actually how to fit it in and look decent. So there were not too many people playing, you know, fabricators. So you only had what you had was whatever you had to buy was available, mm -hmm. and there was really not much to available. So people like Dr. Charles, they he well known. He just basically, you know, he has access to a fab shop. He just built his own, and and that's pretty much started the whole swap deal. Yeah. What was Dr. Charles? Door. Did he have a shop name? No. Uh, 
Yeah, well, he was uh, associated with uh, Kill the Scooter, and you know him and Steven pretty much started up Kill the Scooter during that time, and you know, and they're known for the Super Sunday event, which is probably the largest scooter ruckus uh, rally in SoCal. How many bikes does that attract? Like three hundred people or three fifty. It's it's still growing. And where do they ride? How does that work? Would, would they check in? They used to check in like places like a steady garage. They would check in, right, and then roll out. How does that work? No, you, you there's need a secret no spot. Yeah, there's just a, a spot where he'll announce. Usually, it was at the, the hat on uh rosemead uh, yeah. and uh broadway i thought i remember yeah. a couple meetups city. yeah in temple, temple city yeah and what are you suggesting that there weren't uh, i know it's oh, not yeah. that formal but weren't there a couple meetups where everybody there, would there, in, the, in the initial beginning stages it was just a meetup mm-hmm. on one of the local board the, one of the most popular board out there was total ruckus mm-hmm. uh it was oh Mitch, yeah i'm on that it was yeah. still Mitch, on that it's mentioned on, it was mentioned on that so then the, the scene was really popular in SoCal, especially in the San Gabriel area. And it just, in that one year in 2008 to 2009, when the gas prices were like five bucks a gallon, you couldn't get one, you couldn't, you couldn't get any scooters, yeah. period, let that. alone even get a ruckus. You bring up a good point there. When I bought that ruckus, I did not buy time. it mindful yeah. of the gas situation because I was not planning on using it for much transportation. I wanted mm-hmm. to just stick around with it like I did. But yeah, when I bought it, not only were people very interested in it because the ruckus to me wasn't really the most attractive looking thing right yeah. it was underpowered yeah. you know it looked like it was kind of like a utilitarian kind of a thing like some guy checking the meter would pull up <laughs> in it right and then when when i saw that bike customized and and when i watch it explode because they, they took this thing completely apart the first day i almost cried a little bit the first day that thing <laughs> was like literally i got photos of it mm-hmm. and hopefully we'll, we'll show that in the podcast when you watch the uh, the actual audio version of it excuse me, the video version of it. I can go back and dig up some of those photos, but I remember walking there the first night at SEMA, the second day, actually, and it was just littered. The bike was just totally torn apart. Yep. Mm-hmm. Everything. Yeah. And to watch what they did in those few days is, is it was amazing to me because it, it, it took that pretty basic, boring bike mm-hmm. and it turned it into the fucking Batmobile in like three days of that SEMA show. And, it, and that was the beginning of how I knew how cool that, like, again, I'm a vintage, hard-tail, rigid-frame guy, but... I knew how cool that scene was, and that's where I met guys like you. And uh, let's take advantage of that sunlight like we talked about. We're going to take a quick little time out. When we come back, we're going to be outside, outside of the garage, and we're going to actually be uh, looking at the coolest Honda Grom you, you probably have seen. Now, if you're in SoCal, you've probably been exposed to a few cool Groms. You may have seen some ones that are as nice. But if you haven't, you're definitely going to love this Grom. And we also have the new Kawasaki model. So uh, thanks for joining in. It's Joe's Mini Bike Reunion Podcast number 11. We're here with the guys from Steady Garage, Big Ray and Kevin. And um, thanks for watching. Tell a friend. We'll be right back. Joe's Mini Bike Show. Hey everybody, it's Joe from Joe's Mini Bike Reunion trying to take off these old school glasses before you see me, but it didn't quite work out. I'm here with Kevin and Ray from Steady Garage, and I, you know, these are smart guys. I say, look, bring some things. If you want, like, bring some parts, bring some stickers, bring some t-shirts, bring some license plate frames, shit, bring some bikes. Guess what? They did it all. Thank you. 
Thanks. <laughs> so, uh, what did you think about the first part of the podcast? Oh, uh, it was awesome. Kind of yeah. easy, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, it's good. And you know, I listen to a lot of podcasts, so I can I can see how much work goes into it. So, thank you guys for having us. Emmanuel does a good job. Yeah, he does a really good job. So, uh, Ray, thanks for joining us as well. Uh, when you guys were first coming down, you came down the driveway, then you took off again. It's like, well, shit, did I piss him off? What happened? I didn't even have a chance to say hello, but you were getting a couple of the bikes. What do we have in front of us here with this new Honda Grom? Can you do a little walk around for us? Sure. This is uh, the City Garage um, Honda Grom. Basically, this one's our the race the race Grom that we've uh, entered into the UMRA 24-hour race this coming September 10th out in Grange. Um, this Grange is out in uh, Apple Valley. Okay, great. So this is, a, this is a race bike setup? This is a fully race bike setup. What year is it? This is a 2015. So what did we do to it? Uh, let's, let's talk about, I would imagine suspension-wise, I could see we've got the, is that an Olin front end? No, it's actually a Racing Bros front end um, and uh, rear shock. So the suspension is full Racing Bros. Um, there's actually not much to it because the, the class actually sanctioned a lot of it down to you know, 125cc displacement, uh, the stock front end, you know, similar to where uh, race specs and rules. Got it. So you can you can modify it a little bit. Like I see you have a different uh, swing arm in the back. I see you have a custom pipe. Um, I see that we've got obviously a new rear shock. We've got some custom exhaust. Is that is that a stock brake system in the back there, or does that change when you change the swing arm? Uh, that's a stock caliper with uh, Galfer rotors, and yeah, the swing arm is uh, from Over Racing. Actually, the wheels are carbon fiber from BST, and uh, you know, uh, Scott and Gary, who, who pretty much uh, owns a bike, they they wanted to paint it, you know. So, so who who paints carbon fiber wheels, you know? <laughs> so, but they decided that they wanted to do it, and it was a, it was a good move because it looks really good. Uh, I didn't get to the wheels. Just like so many people, they want to get to the engine, they want to get to the exhaust, the carb, the shocks. That tire and wheel yeah. combo, especially in racing these style bikes, these small bikes, it's everything. Yeah, it is everything, and it, it's, it's a world of difference, especially the, the Midas. Uh, they're like two pounds lighter than, than uh, the Dunlop, so it's a great advantage. So what type of racing will this perform? Does it go an oval? Is it a road course? What is it, the competition that it's going to be participating in? It's a, it's a road course. Um, it's a 1.3 miles... Uh, uh, go-kart track okay. so uh, there's gonna be probably like 25 teams on there for the endurance race so you can imagine all these little bikes going everywhere so this bike is part of an endurance team yeah okay yeah. great and does it have any history in the past this is the first time out uh, actually it won first place in 2014 with the m1 GP uh, the 125 CC class and in 2015 UMRA uh, the endurance race again uh, it won uh, first in class and second overall so it was well, congratulations there, yeah. And who are the partners with you guys on this bike? Who are some of the other folks that obviously are a part of it? Uh, OTB, uh, UMRA, uh, Racing Bros, Galfer, um, you know, uh, Richardson Brothers Racing, and Steady Garage. Yeah. Steady Garage. You pop that name all the time. It wouldn't, wouldn't be happening without Steady Garage. Ray, this is the bike everybody's been talking about. Again, I asked you the correct way to pronounce this new Kawasaki. What is it? It's the Kawasaki Z125 Pro. And we talked about the automatic model, which is called? It doesn't have the Pro. It's Z125. <laughs> Got it. So, so when you mention the Z125, that's the automatic version. The Pro is the actual four-speed model, right? Correct. Great. Let's, let's take a look at this. When it first rolled over, Ray, I thought it looked like it had been like lowered. And Is this bike customized? 
this bike is customized, yes. Uh, it's lowered in the front, lowered in the back. The swing arm has been extended. We put our uh, intake on it, the Chimera intake. Uh, we also have the Pro, uh, we also made a Z um, Pro header, Z125 Pro header that will be, it's already up, out and available. And the muffler looks like it came off a Ducati. <laughs> Ducati inspired yeah. muffler. Yeah, nice. Uh, I love the color. Is that a stock color that's offered through Kawasaki or is that uh, custom? That, that color is only offered in Thailand or overseas. It's not uh, offered here in the States. So the thing that most folks would, would recognize is obviously the extended rear. Uh, it looks as it has a body kit on it as well. Uh, that lower, is that an air fairing down there or is it just uh, protective? That's an undercow and it's, it's factory. Well, I have a Grom and I'm used to that. In fact, that's my red Grom. And it's pretty basic in terms of, you know, what I got it when I bought it at uh, Honda of Glendale. It's got a Corbin seat. It's got a Yoshimura pipe. It's got some different... Uh, lights, or excuse me, different mirrors on it, and I think that's about it. I I don't have many miles on that bike, but you also notice the Ducati here, which I love. But that bike, just like these two, it's a whole different ride. As much fun as I've had with that one, these bikes. What is it about these bikes, Ray, that that gets us charged up? It's because it's so small and nimble and pretty much you can go anywhere you want and everybody thinks that it's not street legal which their fault it's not true everything is street legal of all the bikes that we deal with so everything you see in our shop is 100 percent uh, street legal kevin you know one of the things that i talked about when we were sitting down is that you get to now go ride these things because they are street legal so you and 50 of your buddies can meet up somewhere and we could start it I don't know, the hat in Pasadena and end up in Santa Monica on the ocean. The actual riding of it is pretty cool, isn't it? Yeah, it's really cool. Um, and it gets a lot of attention because everyone's always, always uh, asking questions, going down the windows, like, hey, what are those things? Are those legal? They're, they're tripping out because they think it's a real, uh, you know, full-size 250, but they're actually smaller than that. And, and you're like, you're riding, right. and you're on the road, and it's got a license plate. It's like, yeah, it's street legal, right? But it's, it is surprising how many people still don't realize that these bikes are... are available and you can go buy one well not like that but you can buy one like that right yeah yep you can buy that and then uh, another thing that makes it attractive and appealing is all the, the customization that you can do to it and no no two look alike you know so yeah. uh, well, just look at these three i mean yeah. you know you go from hardcore race bike to full custom to somewhat you know slightly modified yeah yeah so it's great there's no there's mufflers galore there's wheels galore it's, it's just no two will look alike. So with all that said, let's face it, they're easy to get into. A few thousand dollars. Just for the hell of it, I financed a little bit of mine. My payment was like 75 bucks, right? So you get into that, you can pay it off any time, right? You, you win one Laker game, you fucking pay off the bike, right, Kev? And, and I was able to just do a handful of customizing uh, enhancements to my bike, but at Steady Garage, you can do everything from the... From mile, from, from mile to wild. If you can think of of it, we could probably make it come true. So check it out. I buy my Grom. I knew immediately I wanted to replace my seat. I wanted more exhaust because the one thing about them is that they were very. It, it was very easy to not be seen or heard. They're small and they're not loud. So I, I put the pipe on. The mirrors just. I didn't want those stupid lollipop mirrors, right? Yeah. I, like these. I got to <laughs> break these off. What What is a typical newbie 
who just got his Grom from Honda of Glendale, and he rolls up the Steady Garage. What, what, what's like a tier, or not a tier one, but what would be a, a phase or stage one enhancement that you would suggest to a guy? What would you tell him he needs to do immediately with that stock bike, whether it's the Grom or whether it's the new Kawasaki? Well, the first thing that everybody does on any of these bikes is get rid of the rear tail light. So the first mod would be the rear integrated <laughs> the integrated tail light where you get I missed the first thing, right? <laughs> you get rid of the tail light, I mean the the blinkers. Yeah. And then it's integrated uh, signals into the OEM or OEM uh, style uh, tail light. Okay. So you got to you got to bring up the rear Correct. I thought it would be the pipe or the seat because that seat is a ball breaker. That fender is hideous. All right. So I got. <laughs> well, thanks for that. But that was a wrong fucking question to start with. All right. So so we got to get rid of that stock rear disco looking thing. My God, man, he really blew me up on that one. All right. And then what? And then you can go. And next step would be the muffler, of course. Right. Everybody, you get a muffler of your choice. You know, usually you. What's, what's the muffler everybody wants to put on the bikes? What's the bike? I know you've got a custom header, and you've got a muffler on that. But on the Grom, you must have sold enough of them. Is Yoshimura the bike, the muffler of choice? Yes, Yoshimura is the only choice usually okay. of, for most people. <laughs> got it. Because their name is and, and their rep is really high. And well, but the TYG line, I see, when I went online, I didn't know any better. I go online looking for exhaust for Grom, and all you see is, like, TYG. So th th there is some confusion out there. I just want to make everybody clear on, uh, I love my Yashimura, and I, I didn't even get the complete system, yeah. you know? Uh, okay, so then you go to exhaust, then what, Ray? Then you get the intake, of course, the cold air intake, which also... If with the cold air intake and a, the muffler from the Yoshimura, uh, we've dynoed it, and we've actually gained almost close to two horsepower on the... So a stock Grom horsepower? It's about eight. Okay, so you can, can you get us to 15? Can you get us easy to 12 with just the exhaust, right? And the air filters and stuff? You get about 10 and a half to 11 with the exhaust and the Tamara intake. On that bike stock with just the pipe, tucked downhill, I'm like 170. It's maybe like high 50s. I think I saw 57 or 58. What's a legitimate top speed... Now, these race bikes, how fast do these things go top speed, just as an example? They go above 60. Okay. What about what you've done with this Cowie? This one can almost reach 70 because uh, this one, actually, we put a big bore. Got it. Yeah, big bore kit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I want to talk about that big bore kit in the second part of the show. I've had both pros and cons about putting a big bore kit in these small engines. Uh, for those of us who'd like to just start it all the time, it may not have the aptitude that some of the tuners do. Dependability is everything. Often wonder whether you think that big board kit is a good short-term addition to your bike or long-term. Um, okay, cool. So they then go with uh, they do the exhaust. You're not going to get to that seat. You're not going to get to those mirrors. Yeah, of course, mirrors go. Mirrors are everything, aren't they? Uh, not too many people have mirrors these days, but the reason why we have mirrors is to be street legal. Yeah. Not even the ones at the end of the handlebar. Like obviously, no, this is a race bike, the, so the, the handlebar ones are good, but. The problem with those is when we're lane splitting, they kind of get in the way. Yeah, I've had that happen. Now, what style uh, mirrors did you use on the new Kawasaki? Uh, those were just regular Koso mirrors. Okay. Yeah. You know, mirrors seem to be another one of those things. I, I ended up stepping up and buying. I almost paid more for my mirrors. I swear, by the time I, I bought the mirrors than the seat, you can make some mistakes early on. You don't need to spend a lot of money on mirrors, do you? Uh, no, but it looks like, what are those, Rizomas? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> those, those, are, those are up there. But, uh, yeah, CRG makes really good alternative mirror, um, BSC, 
the OTBs. And uh, yeah, they're, uh, you know, the OTBs are like 300 bucks, but it has a, a, a turn signal like integrated in there, which is really cool. Increased visibility and all that. Um, but yeah, like you said, um, you don't really need to spend that much money. I say take it easy, go slow, you know, do some research, look around, see what other people have. My idea, Kevin, was I wanted to sound better because of the coolness and the, the safety end of it. I definitely had to have some comfort. Yeah. So the seat was easy for me, you know, uh, and yeah, the, just some of the aesthetic things. I want to hold on to my Grom. As tempting as it is to like sell it and get the new one or to sell and get this, I think having that first run of Groms is one of those bikes you keep, don't you? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, yours was what, the first yeah. maybe 100 or so in the US? I think I was like the first 20 or 30 they sold at Honda Glendale, yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah, so it, 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 a lot of people actually like the older um, body style instead of the new, uh, the new panels and, you know, the SF version, they call it. Yeah, with that dual headlight particularly yeah. and a little bit of a different body kit. Yeah. What's different about the body kit from, from what you know? Uh, it has a lot more blocky angles, I yeah. guess, you know? Look. Yeah, it's, it's, it looks pointier, pointier yeah, and yeah, like, like transformer-ish. Yeah. So here's the thing, Honda, right? In fact, you mentioned this. They're smart. You know, they come out, they bring it out, and they run their year or two. Everybody starts to get the fever. There's a time you couldn't buy one. Mm -hmm. They're available now, and then Kawasaki jumps in, and they're going to get that spotlight just for a second because, boom, out of the box, now here they come. <laughs> yeah, it's like a low blow to Kawasaki. He's like, oh, you want to release your Z125? Well, here's a new one, you know? And, yeah, they're really smart about it, similar to, like, Apple, you know, like the iPhone, iPhone. 6s you know the six yeah 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 i got something for you samsung <laughs> yep but uh the honda grom the kawasaki those are great companies you know when you go in there and it's only a couple grand a few grand you know it's at 3500 bucks or you know whatever they're going for that's pretty cool because when you wanted to if you go buy a honda trail 70 now used they want that for a freaking Honda Trail 70 use. You can go buy a fuel-injected, brand-new street legal, you know? Yep. Uh, well, uh, thanks for doing a little walk around here. We'll, uh, we're here at Joe's Mini Bike Reunion. We're, we're kind of like, we're live, live, so to speak, out here in the driveway just doing some walk around of these cool new bikes. Again, I know that most of you guys who are watching are into hard, uh, old-school tacos and bonanzas and everything else, but you got to check these bikes out. This new Kawasaki is bitching. I love my Grom. To be able to ride this uh, race bike, man, oh, man. It, this is really a, a motorcycle in my view. But the Mini Moto Market, that's what they're all about, Steady Garage. Uh, we'll be right back. Thanks for watching. Joe's Mini Bike Show. Hey everybody, welcome back to Joe's Mini Bike Reunion Podcast number 11. We're here with the guys from Steady Garage, uh, Kevin and Ray. And what's that behind your back there? I noticed that thing it wants to find it. It's got a mind of its own. Is that something you wear in the shop? Yeah, it's, Check it out. it's Let's our see it. apron. Because I got mine there. See my mechanics wear hiding yeah. underneath there? Those so, are pretty cool. This is uh, from Ernest. Yeah. Yeah, they're out in, uh, I think, Australia. And uh, Scott pretty much uh, grabbed everyone in the shop one. So thanks to him. So, um, fireproof, actually. 
so we can grind on things and weld on it. It's can not folks burn buy us. those? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're, we're we're thinking about having it uh, made and having it available. So I think within a couple of months they'll be they'll be available. Uh, it's got pockets on the top it, there. It's yeah, got pockets, cell, phones. cell, phone, yeah, cell phone pocket. Yeah. It's all padded right here. Uh, little zippers. You know, this is funny, right? Because we're old. How they had to change shit to adapt to. <laughs> yep. Like when we got one, it was only for the pro- pocket protector. Hey, you got one that held fucking nails. <laughs> yep. Now you get them. It's a cell phone. Your baby's mama. You know, every every other little thing you need to get through life. Now there's a little compartment for it. So, well, uh, cool stuff. That's just a part of the cool stuff that you guys have over at Steady Garage. Mm-hmm. I um, I mentioned earlier on. It's like, hey, Kevin, uh, bring whatever you want, including Ray. <laughs> uh, because I went to your website mm-hmm. I love it Very easy to navigate your way through Thank you Yeah, yeah. thank you for the love uh, In your blog oh. You guys have been big supporters In fact, thanks for continuing to represent uh, We uh, I don't know if that was the year But the following year We started to drop down the Steady logo uh, uh, actually, you're old school. Oh, oh that yeah, was the first year. There you go. We're, we're climbing up. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we got on the shirt. Now we're yeah. just trying to get yeah, up. I was sponsored one time. Movie. I was on the nuts. So I, I, I had to really move my way up. Yeah, on, on, on that deal, thank you. Because uh, that exposure, just a little love, a little knock. I even mentioned that you were thinking about coming. Mm-hmm. Let alone that first year when, when you guys came. I got to tell you, it was, a, it was my first event. It was yeah. when those when I when I was at that lot, and we jokingly refer to this. I had more stand-up signs than I did mini bikes. <laughs> mm-hmm. You see all these signs everywhere. They were nice yeah. signs, though. They were nice signs. <laughs> Very I, I nice. still have. Really them. Nice, I amateurized yeah. those. For those of you who want to be in business, I have. You know, over the years, those things have paid off. First year is tough, but when when I was there, it was me and mostly my bikes. I had about 15, 20 of them. A handful of guys that really were there when I needed them. Mm-hmm. And it didn't look too exciting. <laughs> About an hour and a half, I heard like a swarm mm. of bikes. And they weren't bikes that I was used to hearing. They were the, all you guys rolling up. And it was a spectacle on its own. I think you guys parked on the street at first because you didn't know what the hell you were getting yeah. into the first year, <laughs> I right? I didn't know where we were going. Yeah. Right, let alone. Yeah. And, and, and I would say, hey, come on out. People say, where is Locker Center? Where's Locker Center? It's like, oh. You know you're in trouble when they ask where it is. So I said, it's right near Glendale. And I don't even know if that was a compliment or the right thing to say, <laughs> right? Yeah. So at some point, I got to ne- right next to the Rose Bowl is what worked for me, right? That, mm-hmm. that helped me. Well, you guys showed up. And that is one of the times that I knew this had some merit this event that this whole effort mm-hmm. which was a, a financial investment and and really more of a pursuit of just fun when you guys showed up it was big for me and i want to personally thank you for that not to mention uh-huh. how we've grown working together over the years because you've always been a sponsor and you've always showed up at the events and and you guys when you bought those twin turbo <laughs> stretched yeah. you know ruckuses i mean people were like flipping out mm-hmm. Uh, thank you. Oh, thank you so much, man. No, thank you for all your hard work and, and everything that you put into it. Like you said, it's uh, it takes a lot to run an event, and you know we're, we'll try to support as much as we can. Uh, thank you for you know for during a great show like Joe's Mini Bike Reunion to bring in the the mini bike community again to remind the older you know the the generation before us you know how fun it was you know and to show the younger generation. You know how fun it can be. How fun be. it can be. Yeah. You know, Ray, when when we did the show, 
you, you asked, the, hey, where's the, where's the guy? Is the other guy going to be here? Well, Evil Ed, right? Well, Evil Ed couldn't join us uh, tonight because he, <laughs> you know, he's, he's, getting, he's a little older than me. So even things like smogging your truck, he hates. So he had to go deal with He's it. not the only one. Yeah, right? And, and, yeah. But basic shit that we got to get done, he doesn't have much tolerance for. He has very minimal tolerance. And today was the day to get his truck smogged. And for those of you who may have seen Evil Ed's truck, it wasn't a slam dunk, you know. Uh-huh. And as as it occurred, it took him some time, so he he got delayed. He uh, he's not, he's probably not going to make it. Is the message that we got? And if he does join us, obviously we'll be we'll be anxious to see him. But uh, Evil Ed was one of those guys that was really the core of, in my mind, the guy that would come to the show. So like, when when guys like Evil Ed saw you guys show up. And I always try to be somewhat predictable on how I would lay that out. So I kind of had an area for old vintage, and I kind of had an area. Remember the signs? Yep, yeah. Again, more yep. signs than bikes. Yep. <laughs> I had the CT70, and I think I did, like, maybe a ruckus corral. I don't know if I even did the first year. I was trying to, like, have a home for everybody. And really what ended up happening is that as I go into my fifth year, yeah, there's still, like, areas where people hang out. But it's a mixture because even the Evil Eds, uh-huh. when they saw the bikes that you guys rolled out, they were like, dude, have you seen that? What is that? Gram? Yep. It's like, no, it's not a gram. That's something else. It's like, it's a gram. <laughs> you know, it's like, wow, those things are cool. Do you see that one? Like I mentioned the twin turbo one. It's like, yeah. look at that stretched frame. Yeah. And yep. it, so you guys, you guys stirred up those hardcore mini bikers, those rigid frame guys. That They were really, they were charged up by what you brought as well. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's it's one of the only sh- like one of the major shows that we are we always look forward to in in actually participating because it, it's 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 really fun and it brings out all the enthusiasts out there no matter what age you know and you have a dyno out there right yeah we yeah. Stum- we well and, and part part of that is due to you um, I didn't know you know we're, that park you guys have been there. There's people that live like adjacent. Yeah, yeah. across the street. You mean? Well, no, well, not only across the street. Those guys, I tend to, and I don't mean to minimize it, but I don't worry too much about them because they've got like two lanes of traffic in between us. It's those who live up in the homes, mm-hmm. in the hills above. Oh yes, the rich bastards, right? You know those ones. Those are the ones that call the fucking cops. Those uh-huh. are the ones that bitch to the park. Like, yeah. They've got the direct hotline to the CV Park Administrative Office Extension 14. They know who to call, right? On a Saturday. Yeah, and, and, and Saturday morning, those, they're, they're out there. You know the yeah. deal. They got the crumpets and the tea and the fucking binoculars. They see the shit. They see you show. They see you show. They see, they see us rolling out these mini bikes. Mini gangs. It's like, Margaret, get the phone. Put, the, put that antenna up. We're calling. So I'm very mindful because they told me when I rented that park, it's like, look, got to deal with noise. It's bad enough I can't ride them. And I got That's to a point true. where they let me start them because I do that cackle fest on yeah, the hour, right? Yeah. So I'm all right there. When I brought the dyno in, I was worried. I was sweating my bullets because I was worried about someone complaining. Uh, the dude showed up. It was enclosed, number one. Yes. And um, there wasn't a lot of participation because it wasn't something that I was able to pre-promote because I came to it late. Mm-hmm. So the, the disadvantage was I wasn't able to promote it. The advantage was... Not a lot of people came ready to, to go into the dyno. Exactly. So I had the, the guys that were in there, there's maybe a, I think maybe 20 of them did it. Mm-hmm. 
and now I hear things like, dude, I'm building a bike just for the dinos. Yeah. Like, How do I pre-register? What about the dino? You're having the dino. So the dino was good, and, and you guys contributed like you always do. And you did with hard cash. You wrote me a check for hundreds of dollars to be a part of that. And it was a few times that more to do it, but it was one of those things that you know you invest in, mm-hmm. uh, and, and we'll have it back. And and I really, I know that you have a dyno at Steady, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, we would we would want to bring it out, but it's just a lot of stuff to move, and uh, so that's why when you said that you're gonna uh, rent one from another person, we're like, oh, we'll we'll do our part to contribute to that, and it'll be fun. Well, I went to the place. I was at your shop. Mm-hmm. It was in between. It's the first time we were meeting each other, really. You know, yeah. I, I rolled out there. I think you were off the sixty or the yeah, ten or 60, something. Sixty. Sixty. I just remember yeah, traffic. Yeah, yeah. Like, Santa <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't quite have navigation on my on my truck dash. I had it on my phone, and I'm I was trying to find you. Then I went by your shop like fifty times. Then I got in. And it's like I saw that. I saw the dyno. I saw what you guys had to deal with there. It's like, my God, there'd be no way we'd be able yeah. to get this thing. But but that spirited it. So and I I thought it'd be easy because you know you think everything's easy now. You go online, uh, portable dyno, uh, yep. Los yeah. Angeles. Sure, I did that. So yeah. it fucking popped up. It led to nowhere. Yeah. So finally, I got the guys who make these dynos out in Vegas. Is a dyno mop, dyno jet, right? Yeah. I got a guy on the phone. Mm-hmm. Even to him, I was speaking foreign language. And he's like, what are you going to do? What are these things? Like, they're like lawnmower engines. Like, what are you, nuts? It's like, no, 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 really. Half. Yeah, half nuts. All the guys that come are more nuts. I yes. said, no, the, the, I'm being somewhat descriptive. They're five horsepower engines, but I'll be having guys that will be bringing out engines that could maybe 20 horsepower, 25 yep. horsepower. Mm-hmm. And sure as shit, the highest one was 28 or uh-huh. something like that, 27 and change. So he knew a guy who knew a guy, right? Typical yep. story. Dude Lou shows up in that trailer. You know, it's not. He's not rolling up in the Pennzoil <laughs> yeah. trailer. Yeah, right. <laughs> he was, but it was enclosed. He had obviously done it a few million times. Yep. You know, and he was so cool. Yeah. And he facilitated everybody. I've got to improve because it was too lax. Like you could literally like put your tongue on the dyno if you wanted to. Yeah. So I, I've got to rope it off. Mm-hmm. Because there weren't a lot of folks participating, it wasn't one of those deals where I had to like check. How many times you went on there, exactly. or if you were certified, whatever. You know, I, yeah. it's still so family. The mm-hmm. things like if you're fucking got in the event without paying the twenty bucks, <laughs> which we know who you are, yeah, and we'll find them too, right? We'll yeah. find them. It's like like if they went through all that, dude. I bet they had such a good time, and they left with so much shit. These things are ten dollars. They would they would give me the twenty dollars on the way out because it's just that kind of a person that comes to these. So events. that means they should pre enroll. Pre, yeah. Pre-register, they get a guaranteed yeah. slot in the dyno. Because mm-hmm. I don't know, again, I can't predict how how the use will increase. All I know is I still got the same guy with the same fucking dyno. So That's it, good. Yeah, so, yeah. so pre-register, and, and what I do say is if you pre-register before the deadline, then you'll be insured an opportunity to go on the dyno. And if you just show up, because that, that itself is already worth yep. the money. Don't you think? That, yeah. that $20? Now, now you do it, right? You, cannot you, you get, do it. Yes. I mean, if a guy comes into the shop and, and he's going to do the mods and he's going to go on the dyno, give us a ballpark. It ain't like it's, it's $10. It's not bucks. $20. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Thank you. And, 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 and it's always been that, Ray. Mm-hmm. It's, it, it's never been, oh, shit, three years, you know, instead of $20, make it 50 You know, it's like, no. It's like, keep it. Just I want the bikes. I want those mats full. Mm-hmm. Like, if I had to pay five bucks to fill the mat to get the bike, <laughs> So that people can sense it. You know what it is to build a brand. You guys have built this mini moto brand. There's not a lot of coming back. There's a lot of dishing out at first, isn't yes. there? Mm-hmm. It's still dishing out. Yep. 
and you guys are hosts like me. You have the, you, you, there's deals at the steady garage, there's functions, there's, there's rollouts, there's barbecues. You guys know how to do that stuff. It ain't easy. Mm-mm. Nope. Yeah. So what are you up to now? What, you know, obviously you're the headquarters for parts. You're, you're developing the trends. You have access to the parts and the stuff that people don't even know about, let alone can't get. But outside of having the parts and, and the, the craftsmen and those guys that are working there to do the job right, what's next? What, what, what's, what's, what's hot with you guys? What are you, you working on an event? I know you're going somewhere. You're going to a big event. Are you in Japan or something? Yeah, we're going to uh, JapanCon. And uh, there's going to be maybe, what, five to six different shops from the U.S.? They're all gonna be there. Maybe about twenty guys, I would say, from the U.S. So Japan is having a a, a, a specific uh, uh, gathering just for all the the U.S. guys just to come visit. So uh, there's a magazine out there called uh, Moto Champ that's really into the stuff that um, you know the Americans are building as far as the ruckus and the grom and all that. So they're gonna host it, and we're gonna have a little. I think there's gonna be a little bit of drag racing too over there. So I think that would be cool. If uh, we could go out to Irwindale uh, Speedway and do a little drag racing with the mini bikes. Yes, and I made that yeah. call. I made that call very early on. Uh-huh. And I was really excited because I knew that the junior dragsters were running. Mm-hmm. And I knew a guy there, Doug, in their PR department. Man, it got squashed like immediate. <laughs> what? Yeah, they want no part of mini bikes. It's the small wheel size that scare the shit out of them. Mm-hmm. They're rigid frame, most of them. You can fall right off them. They, you know, you run past an eighth of a mile. You're some of these bikes are so fast. You can literally, like, so it just, there's too much risk for them. Mm-hmm. They they don't want any part of it, and it's just it's not a junior dragster proposition like we think it is because they have similar style power plants. Mm-hmm. The mini bike going down at a quarter of a mile drag strip is a much more riskier proposition than any professional car or motorcycle. Yep. Mm-hmm. So it's just tough. It's tough yeah. to do that. And I too thought, it's like, <clears> well, <throat> shit, just cut an eighth and. Cut cut an eighth of a mile and a half. Just just give me from here to there. So yeah, these guys, it's like, yeah. let me just let them do a like. Give me an oval. Yeah. It's like we don't want them in motion. Nope. Wow. They don't want them in motion. So, so it, we and, and, and I don't want to keep going back to this, but it almost pops up every show. There are other states where you can like just go ride. I can go fire up the taco. Mm-hmm. You take the bonanza, you put some wheels on the bonanza, and Ray goes, and we you don't have to have any lights or license plates some states you can Detroit these guys mm-hmm. ride in mob scenes yeah you know Myron all those dudes out there in fact I want to give a shout out to Myron Bailey and Maureen White uh, who helps me with roadkill out in our Detroit office yeah when um, when you think about it uh, Windbeer is a, a big event they have in Pennsylvania mm-hmm. standard rigid frame non-licensed mini bikes hundreds of them riding around the town in the fields in the streets showing up have breakfast getting gas Shopping, it's like so. It's interesting how state to state differs your ability to ride them, mm-hmm. but you 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 don't have that as a challenge, and that's what we talked about earlier. It's so cool for you guys to be able to ride, man. Mm-hmm. And we do to have. There's almost weekly rides. Yeah. Last ride, the last biggest ride was last Saturday. It was on. I saw San, photos. It was in San Diego. Right around. The kind block. of a balmy morning. Huh? It, it was. It was yeah, a overcast yeah. morning. Yeah. But it was nice. Do you do the layers thing? You know, you just no. It was, it's a San Diego, so it's okay. Yeah. Well, your hoodie, and you're good to yep, go then, right? Pretty much. Yeah. Um, what does that encompass? So you'll start. How long of a ride? That and was, how many hours that, you guys go out? That that ride was about a hundred 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 miles. So are you riding from your house to the no, place, or do you? No, take, actually, you, there's people that did ride from from <laughs> uh, Long Beach, I guess, all the way down to San Diego. 
to meet wow. up at the meetup spot and then <laughs> and then make the ride that's and then a, ride that's back. A, that's commitment, man. I'm taking yeah. it in the truck. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what I did. <laughs> so what happens when you go to Japan to their burgeoning, exploding, exciting event? And you're there, but you ain't got your bike. That well, sucks, doesn't yeah. the, the guys let you ride? You know, the, the probably zoo. rent some or something. Yeah, yeah. you know that, yeah. that would be the only thing about it. You know, when you go to other people's events. Although, you, although we've had in the past a ride in in Hawaii, um, and some of us, not me, but some of us that had was capable, they actually shipped their bikes out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a lot of guys do that for Bike Week, like in Daytona or in Sturgis. Oh yeah, you know, the guys got a little extra cash. Yes. You know, because mm -hmm. it, it could be fun to ride out the Sturgis. And but it's not worth it. Gotta come back. Gotta come back, right? Yeah, you it just ain't as fun that, that ride back. It's, it's like you've ever seen the mountains you know? and the president's faces on the mountains and all that shit. Well, um, so when when the scene goes from one player, Honda, to a large degree, you know, whether you point to the Ruckus or you point to the Grom, um, that Metro, what is it about the Metro rider? What is it about that platform? That, that caught on. What, what did that have going for it in the midst of some of these other bikes that had a little bit more notoriety? The the reason why it caught on was because it was interchangeable. Everything was interchangeable. The engine was swappable. So it was pretty much just the the, the plastics were were added on, more or less. Okay. Yeah. Anything else beside that? Because the look was different. You had to make a commitment yes. when you were a <laughs> metro. You would have to make the commitment. Yeah, and then, like, you know, guys thought it was only for girls, and the ruckus was for the guys, but, you know, people, guys were slamming them, making it look really good, and uh, making it look classic. So Some people mistaken, mistaken them as uh, Vespa, but it's not. It's a Honda, so it's, it's all fully plastic. Vespa, we joked at it earlier on when we were... You know, talking about how people can perceive what we do based on how we describe our, our, our vehicles. And when, when scooters come up, they go to Vespa. But, you know, I watch that show, American Pickers, like everybody else does. And not only does he come across some cool mini bikes, but he does come across things like Vespas. And there, 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 was, a, there was a period early on where the, the principal style of that Vespa and the, the powertrain would be like, nice to have in the stable. You know, those things started well. They were pretty basic in design. They had that little Italian flair to them. Nowhere near what we're doing now, but the new ones, they are what they are. You know, they're like yuppie mobiles, and they cost more than a friggin' Fiat. Yeah. Right? They want $8,500 for these Vespas, plus, 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 with the Louis Vuitton seat. You're up to fifteen grand <laughs> for a fucking Vespa, right? It's crazy, yeah. but um, that Vespa did, that was kind of a point two platform when you said scooter for a long, long time, mm -hmm. wasn't it? Correct. Yeah, it yeah. was. So you guys come in, blew <laughs> them away. A total distorted vision of that. <laughs> exactly. So, um, when Steady Garage started, was that an evolution of, like, was Bulls LA the shop at the time, and then you guys decided to go out and get yours? Explain to me a little bit about how Steady Garage became, you know, Steady Garage. Oh man, it's a, it was a, it's actually a really long story. But, uh, <laughs> Give me the edited version. Yes. Uh, you know, because again, I do remember so you from Bowles. Bowles LA was the premier shop, only shop, um, a, that you could have gotten parts. Yeah. Back back in two thousand eight. Suspension, mm -hmm. um, yes. mufflers, seats, mirrors, and right? All those were imported from overseas. Uh, okay. Japan. Japan. And mm -hmm. what role did you guys 
guys play there? Customers, workers, associates? Customers. Okay. Yeah, customers. And uh, it kind of just uh, got out of hand when we were uh, putting on, we were building bikes and we were like kind of like topping each other. And it just got to a point where everyone was the same. So we're like, oh man, what, what can we do to make it different? Throw a, a different engine in there. Uh, during the time, the Yamaha Zuma two-stroke. The two-stroke uh, engine was uh, was actually popular for a short while, uh, but it kept on blowing up because not too many people knew about knew how to tune a, uh, a two-stroke correctly, you know. And uh, the GY6 uh, engine swap caught on really fast. And that one fifty cc. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you had something to work with there. Yeah. Yes. It was easy to work on. I mean, you could blow it up and spend a couple hundred bucks and get another one and not have to stress about it. You tried to blow it up. Yeah. It was actually pretty hard. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, we ran one with no oil, you know, and uh, it still survived. When uh, Brake Clean became the official brake parts cleaner of Roadkill, <laughs> you, know, you have to watch what you ask for. Uh huh. I talked to David, and he's ecstatic that we have them as sponsors because we've been fortunate. Like, our sponsors make sense. This guy's were buying cases of this shit because they used it so much. They love this stuff. They, you know, Roadkill works with Mechanics Wear where there's a line of Mechanics Wear gloves. Well, they use Mechanics Wear gloves. There's certain products that just are right, righteous sponsors. Mm -hmm. So when these guys came on board, there's certain products where it's tough to use automatically. Like if I want to use a bushing or I don't know. Uh, a steering column. It's not like it's as easy. It's not a part of every build. So it's tough to ask these guys to incorporate the product into a, an episode or, a, or an article. So when I asked them to help promote the brake clean, they filled an, an empty gas tank up with like five cans of brake clean and they ran a car for a minute on brake clean. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so, brake clean. So it does it all. Yeah. Uh, that's how you troubleshoot you have no uh, no gas. Yeah, or yeah. air leaks. Yeah, it's, yeah. It, and everywhere I go, it's there. Yeah. And there's there's other types out there. Some of them you may be familiar with, but this one gives a smile. When I and, and we give this away. They're they're new sponsors of the uh, of the podcast. They've always been sponsors of the event. They've been sponsors of the event as long as you have, you know, mm -hmm. to some degree, and they would bring us pallets of this. And that's another th cool thing about the event is that when you come like you can take a can or take take a couple. I don't know. They're, they're right there supporting and it. And it's all going to be get used. Yeah, it's going to be used. We'll have to yep. get some down to Steady Garage, too, because you guys are doing some cool things down there. So Thank now you. this GY uh, six engines coming in. Now you've got a little bit of a bigger dance card. You're not building a bike and Bull's building a bike for six months and they all look the same. Now this shit's starting to take some shape where you can be your own. Is that when you guys decide to do Steady? How, how does it how does it go? Well, actually, <laughs> that's where the, the long story comes in because it was actually uh, standard functions during that time. Yes, okay, I remember that yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, what was standard functions? Uh, it was pretty much uh, a shop. Yeah, it was a okay. shop. Yeah, and we didn't. I honestly, I was twenty during the time, and I I didn't know where it was going. Uh, me and my partner, ex partner now, um, we just decided just to try it out. You know, see where it takes us, and 
it was a snowball effect. And before and that you meant, know it, and that meant Kevin trying it out meant that you took money, mm-hmm. and, and so did he, and you rented a building, yeah, and you hired people, mm-hmm. and you paid for fucking phone and internet and, and, and cable, and all that, yeah, taxes and all that. And you didn't do some stupid business plan where you projected how many customers no, and how yeah. you just what you chased. We you just chased felt what did, what felt right, you know. We just did what felt right. And, and who was we? You, uh, me, and uh, my ex partner uh, Ming. Okay. Yeah, and uh, and then slowly later on, uh, Jimmy actually came on board. And, uh, you know, we got support from, uh, you know, David, you know, some friends and all that. And it was good. It was a good uh, three years. I think it was uh, 2008 where we started. And Bowles is going on. You got yeah. standard function going on now. And yeah. who are also some of the fringe guys that are getting into it? Does it seem like that's growing? Yeah. Uh, was Killer Scooter. Killer Scooter. Killer, sc- Killer um, Sports. Where was Killer Scooter and where were those guys based out? They're all pretty much in the same area. Yes, we're it's all pretty much located yeah, in San, San Gabriel. San Gabriel Valley. San Gabriel Valley, yeah. yeah. Which, again, was the one that I remember the ruckuses when all the, sh- all the rides were popping up. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like Venice. It wasn't like me in Van Nuys. It was all San Gabriel spirit. Yep. Yeah. And they're, they're neighbors, man. Yeah, all right, yep. so, so, so now Standard Function's gone. You had a partner. He's in and out. Let, let's get to... Because I want to take a quick little break and come back and okay. finish that up. But let, let's get to, if we can, within mm-hmm. these next couple of minutes, how do you get up to starting the Steady Garage deal? So we had standard functions. Mm-hmm. So and they didn't want to do it, go to a different direction. Yeah, we, we, okay. we, you know, we parted ways. You know, yeah, and, um, you know, we And uh, we that's when me and uh, my two other best friends were like, hey, let's start something. And then uh, we came up with Steady Garage. Who were those two best friends? Uh, it was uh, Dewey and Francis. Okay. And then uh, Ray and then Jimmy came along uh, shortly after because there was a, there was a, you know, a little uh, period of time where no one was really talking to each other. Adjustment. Yeah. 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 So, and uh, during that time, you know, we just got together and we're like, hey, this is Steady Garage. You guys want to be a part of it? And they're like, yeah, let's do it. And there we go. I'm glad you and did. Here we are. Yeah, here we are. And uh, and I bet it's been a little bit of everything you thought, and a lot of what you didn't think, but have been on the on the on the on the scale of put in, take out. You guys, yeah. I can tell by looking at you, you're happy, man. Yeah. Seems we, like you know. It seems like you got a lot more to do, but it seems like you guys are 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 liking it. Yeah. It's uh. It's it's, it's been really good. Good. So uh, we gotta thank all our supporter and you know. Um, everyone who you know believed in us, that that was cool. And how about you give yourself a round of applause for freaking believing in yourselves? And maybe you know, maybe later. Yeah, maybe well, later. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, we can get caught up in that. And, and and I save the applause for myself too, like you. But uh, from the other side looking in, you deserve it. Thank you. Uh, Thank yeah, because you, you, so you and, and you do it right. Mm-hmm. You know, even uh, the the at every stop, a phone call, a visit, a podcast, a sit down. You guys are always fun. You're always cool. Um, you, you've helped where it really helps uh, promoting the brand, uh, putting a few dollars in the coffers to make th- all this stuff work because you know that's what it takes. And um, we'll catch up a little bit more about what's happening with you guys. Uh, it's all about the mini motos, guys, and it's it's fun because we're here getting the perspective from the guys that are at the top of this game. Steady Garage, uh, Ray and Kevin, thanks for joining us. We're gonna take a quick time out. And we'll be right back with uh, the second half of Joe's Mini Bike Reunion podcast number... Joe's Mini Bike Show.
out there. Hey, welcome back. Joe's Mini Bike Reunion Podcast number 11? 11. Wow. I didn't think it would get to 11. I thought we'd do like maybe six. Something happened. Well, here we are. Thanks for coming, Ray. Thanks for coming there, Kev. How Thank are we doing so far, right? Good. Yep. Yeah. Enjoying the beer. Yeah. Got a nice little beer, a little Heineken. Good vibe. How about those... Uh, those Doberman inside the house there scared the shit out of you, huh? Big dog. You went, you went huh? messing around. Yeah. Well, you know. Got a lot in there. I don't want him. Big punch. Ray's afraid to even go in there, I yep. think. Yeah. I think I'm going to hold it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, I missed you guys last time. You know, L.A. cool. Get there a little late. Leave when you want to leave. Yep. Um, I was remiss, though. Uh, I want to say thank you. I appreciate all the generous support you've given the event all these years. And here's a little plaque. I think you've got a few of them at the shop now. Present uh, you Thank and uh, Ray for Thank the you. support. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank so you, brother. Sure. Yeah, it means a lot. Yeah. Yep. And it's it's it's. I've always said that um, it's the coolness and the credibility that established companies and guys like you give uh, startups like us when we try to do these events. You know. So we appreciate that. And there's a lot of other folks that make Joe's Mini Bike Reunion, which will be held October the first at CV Park in beautiful La Crescenta, our fifth year. Mm-hmm. Can't and, wait. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be good. Uh, you're coming back. Uh, we've got CRC on board on a national level, but the spirit of that event has always been neighborhood, old school. Uh, and Campbell Automotive has always been a big, big part of that. You can save five dollars off if you'd like to go by Campbell Automotive, which is in here in a little adjacent town called Montrose, right on Honolulu. Campbell Automotive Repair, C A R S Cars. Check them out. Save five bucks. Also, like to thank the folks at Pioneer Car Audio, Mother's Polish, Toyo Tires, branded up there. Toyo Tires is really cool because not only do they give me uh, great automotive-styled gifts, but they give out cool things for the kids, paddle balls and stress balls and all this other stuff that um, we can give out to the kids. So bring them out to the event as well. There's a dog park there. You know, We're covering all of our bases. We got It's free to get in. We got shit for your dog to do, and you can stick your kid in a grassy park where if he falls, he'll even have a good time. It's October the 1st. Bring him. Maybe you want to sell a mini bike. Maybe you want to buy a mini bike. We've got corrals there. Mac is back. Richard McGill out of Norwalk. Mac has uh, probably the deepest base of knowledge on mini bike parts availability. Like if you need a Taco 22 1966 Bolt for the rear wheel assembly he's got 20 of them he's that guy well he'll be there like he's been every year with all of his parts and pieces um we do have food trucks coming i think the dudes from fusion food trucks are going to be coming this year they were a big hit last year the asshole from the fry truck who didn't show up and was supposed to bring the coffee we still got problems we still got problems i i I got a lot of thumbs up but there you do not fuck with people by not giving them coffee in the morning aired terribly on that my apologies continue to be extended on that ray Thank God there's a young group that just drinks that Monster Energy drink stuff. They didn't care about the coffee. Um, so getting in a couple more shameless plugs. Thank you for all that. Uh, we have others that uh, continue to be a part of Joe's Mini Bike Reunion. Honda of Glendale. Thank you, Darlene. Thank you, Brian. Thank you, Kathleen, for coming out all these years and giving us helmets. You guys you know, you know, guys don't have a choice. You have to wear helmets. That's you, know? yep. you get to split lanes now, but uh, you got to wear helmets. Well, the Mini Bike guys, not only can they not ride, but they have a propensity for not wearing helmets. And we're doing what we can with Joe's Mini Bike Reunion to talk to them about helmets. Because you can get some cool helmets. 
Yeah. There's cool helmets out and around. You just There's got a lot look. of cool helmets. Huh? Look yeah. at a little oh, orange yeah, one there yeah. in the back of the chopper. Yep. Right huh? There. You go old school yeah. on that, right? You know about, oh, this is a bell. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like a 69 Camaro. <laughs> I think there's like a badge inside there, isn't there? Like a year or something? I oh, don't yeah, know. Oh, yeah, 1970. See? Check that out. It's like out, finding like you know? a 70 Duster, oh, right? Like a 340 yeah, yeah. with like 18,000 miles. <laughs> so we, we uh, helmets. And what I thought we could do, and you guys could probably really help there too, is we should do a custom helmet contest. Guys get to go crazy freestyle on their helmets. You know, they do that with the, the, the big boy motorcycle guys and a lot of those car shows. They do custom helmets, but uh, we're a big part of safety. So uh, thanks, Honda of Glendale, for everything you do, including those helmets. Uh, we're back with Steady Garage. And when we left off, Kevin, we were getting to that point where, you know, it just became obvious that it was about time for you guys to just do your own deal. Mm-hmm. You know, Steady Garage. Yep. You know, it's we, we tried a few guys. We tried a few different deals. Things don't work out. Yeah. Sometimes they do. So now you're together. You're working together. You quickly, you know, you're you're like the shop. You're one of the shops, if not, and not only just on a local level here in SoCal, but you guys extend through the internet mm-hmm. and through the the media that's available. You guys have some national notoriety now, building bikes. But you can do everything, right? I can roll in with my new Kawi and say, "Look, I saw this cool Kawasaki extended frame deal on your site for that guy. Can can you do my bike?" How does it work out? A guy guy stumbles upon you guys because he's heard about you. He walks into the shop. What happens? So they walk into our uh, retail room, check, check out all the parts. The cool thing about it is that they can hold it in their hands. And, you know, uh, we allow them to bring it outside if they brought their bike to, you know, put it against it, see how it looks, see how they like it. If, you know, we don't really, uh, you know, try to upsell or do anything, you know, that crazy people do or crazy corporation does. But, you know, it's whatever they want to buy. And, um, you know, and if they want us to install it, and we definitely could install it. Um, it wouldn't be right then and there. Sometime if we're not busy, we'll do it right then and there. But usually an appointment would be a lot better for us. Uh, we're not our, – our crew is a little bit small. so And there's a lot of stuff to do. So we usually try to, uh, you know, accommodate them through a, a uh, appointment. And, um, yeah, it, it could go from little things like uh, – you know, levers installed, mirrors installed to big boards, dyno tune, uh, custom exhaust or, you know, custom fabrication, a little bit of uh, uh, machine work and all that. Uh, tube bending, that's what we're actually getting a lot heavily involved in. Uh, so we have we have our own, like, mandrel bends now, uh, stainless steel, like, TIG welding and all that. So. And is that for when, when you're doing that custom tube bending, mm-hmm. what types of products are you making? Uh, when you when you're doing that tube bending, are you doing like the rear 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 frame extensions or what, what uh, is it that you're building? Yeah, well, uh, headers headers a big thing. Um, this intake right here, um, Chimera is actually one of our house brands that we promote and and uh, you know that we brand out there, and it's uh it's all made in the USA. So, Great. you know, it's, you know, supporting American manufacturing. Uh, if you go to the shop, uh, you know, if you ask us for a toy, we'll give you a little tour and show you around some of the, the, the two benders that we have, the CNC machine, the lathe and all that. And um, yeah. kind of keeping it under the house so that you're 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 essentially morphing into manufacturers. Yeah. 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 Isn't that cool? Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. And we, you know, we, we could only dream about that, you know, when we first started. And now it's actually starting to happen. And it, it's kind of... Uh, you know surreal you know yeah and um yeah so you know full custom builds if they want to do paint job we have uh our, our buddy uh yuichi what they call him custom painter bob he does a lot of pinstriping and uh gold leaf and all that he does a really good job one uh, of your vendors yeah, yeah yeah one of the vendors 
uh, powder coating. Um, yeah, is powder like, coating versus paint um, more popular? You finding within your segment, uh, guys still laying down paint, or is it growing it, towards more? It depends powder? the medium. Yeah. If it's uh, aluminum, then it's more anodizing. If it's like steel, then it's powder coated or painted. It depends on how long how long you want it to last, or you know, mm-hmm. the finish. How oh. about price wise? Powder coat, I think, is uh, more affordable than uh, yeah, paint. Right. Yeah, definitely. And like everything else, it's the quality. Yeah, you know, and it's a lot more durable. Uh, durable. Yeah, but it doesn't get that that shine. Yeah. You know, and everyone yeah. wants that shine. Well, um, your customer, and I'm hoping that there's more newbies. By a newbie, a guy that walks in and buys a new Grom or buys this new Kawasaki, mm-hmm. he's going to hear about you and he's going to roll in. What's the, what's a typical phase one modification that would fall in line with a guy just rolling up with like a new bike you know I, what, what would you suggest he comes in looking for a little bit of advice what are you going to tell him what's it you know what, what what are the parts what's the predictable estimate of the cash outlay and what's the time frame he's going to come by and he's going to talk to you on a thursday he, he, when's he going to be able to literally come back in and either expect to drop his bike off and have his parts available and then get it back can you just walk us through like a typical new guy coming into the shop well, as far, as far as parts goes, I think we have about 90% of the parts that we have on the website is in stock. And the other 10 is probably because it's an overseas item or something Got it. that we can't just get from the local vendor or something, you know, locally within the States. So, Ray, when we did the walk around, you were talking about some of those products that would come as a part of like your initial addition to that bike. Let's go over those again. So the first thing you would probably do is probably get rid of that, that like I said, that rear fender. Um, they would get rid of the rear fender with a fender eliminator uh, bracket so they can relocate their, their um, license plate. And then also maybe uh, get rid of their blinkers, the rear blinkers. And so they would get the the rear taillight, the uh, integrated taillight. All in one. All in one. Yeah, that's So smooth. it smooths yeah. out the black, makes yeah. it look, you know, proper. That's, that's usually the... The first step you would do, then maybe you want a more power. You would get an intake and then an exhaust. What did you bring <clears> here? <throat> this is from the Shimura line. Uh, this is actually a, a short ram air intake for okay. the Honda Ground, and um, this itself right here will give you one horsepower. And it might not sound like a lot, but for a, a Grom, you know, which is pushing push, uh, pushing out eight horsepower. You know, I put, I put it up to nine. Yeah, and that's that's a big that's, difference. It opens it up. Yeah. You know, and, well, uh, it also helps in the custom look too. You know, it's yeah. another cool little thing on the bike. It sounds good. It sounds so good, we yeah. would do uh, an intake and maybe a filter. Yeah, an example of a green filter here. Yeah. We talked about green filter because you guys built that awesome Grom years ago that appeared at the SEMA show. Those yeah. of us who uh, have gone to the SEMA show, I'm sure, are familiar with. That whole show itself. In fact, it's the first. It's always the first Tuesday through Friday of November. Correct. And if you um, are a consumer, you know that's a trade show. You have to have credentials yes. to get in. However, mm-hmm. things have changed over the years, and there's an element of the show that happens on the last day of the show, Friday, when the show's over with at four o'clock. All the vehicles that have been on display, both inside the building and adjacent outside the building, that have been just parked, they all fire up. Yeah. And they leave systematically from the interior buildings outside, and they all go proceed what they call the SEMA cruise. Mm-hmm. So you, anybody who's in town who can wiggle their way up mm-hmm. and get to the convention center 
or just get to Paradise Road now because the crowd has been so big. Mm-hmm. You can you can get to town, and you can experience and see all those cars leave, and that's called the SEMA Cruise. You can stick around for SEMA Ignited, which extends that Friday evening open to the public, where you can then go see those cars that have left. Mm-hmm. that have gone and parked, they'll be on display for like three hours, so like 9 or 10 o'clock. Where is that at? That's right across the street from the convention center in oh. the gold lot. And they, it's also continued to grow in popularity due largely to the fact that it's the stomping grounds for the Battle of the Builders competition. Oh, There's yeah. custom car builders with the Donnie, or excuse me, with the, the Chip Fooses and mm-hmm. uh, the Troy Trepanias and all those guys building those outrageous hot rods. So there's a lot going on. There's They had a cackle fest with some old drag cars uh you get to meet a lot of cool folks that are at the sema show guys like the guys from roadkill freiberger and finnegan and the gas monkey guys and there's a lot of activities there there's There's food trucks there yeah Yeah. so for those of you who have heard of sema and unfortunately had heard the rest of the story which is that yeah but you can't get in (laughs) the last day of the show you can get in now you guys have been going in Mm -hmm. for years right yes checking out the show what's what's so so green filters was there with that bike on display Mm -hmm. and if you missed it We'll post some photos of that bike. That was a custom build. Yeah. You did that, a really nice job with that. The seat, to me, that brown seat, yeah. like that Ducati out there, that, that was just striking. And that green, mm-hmm. you typically don't get too it's excited like about green, British, but you guys nailed British, it. British, British, British yeah. Well, yeah that, so who, what was the deal with that bike? So that bike belongs to our friend uh, Gary Richardson. And, um, you know, he, he wanted to go all out on the ground, man. It's a whole conversion kit. And people were tripping out because they thought it was like a YSR or NSR or something. It looks like a uh, like a, a sports bike. It did. Yeah, and um, so we, 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 we brought in the kit. We did the whole uh, conversion. Our friend painted it. And um, you know, at the, during that time, uh, you were you were asking, hey, do uh, you have any bike that will will uh, will be on display with a green filter? And we thought that was probably one of the <laughs> the perfect bike to do it sure. because. It's Obviously, green. it's green, right? <laughs> and and it has a uh, the Chimera uh, intake system on it, and and uh, actually, Green Filter. What was cool about it was they made a custom filter for the intake that was actually uh, elongated, so it actually allows more air in it. And to this day, he's still using that filter. Great. Yeah, and it sounds good, and it performs really well. Um, so I, I brought that bike up for for two reasons. Mm-hmm. The first one is that I wanted to recognize again just another example where just at a drop of a dime. We're in touch, and all of a sudden, you got like magic happening. Yeah. Thank you for that. Uh, my my motive was, well, hey, look, it's a pain in the ass to get in this show, dude. If you could help me out with these guys, like it's green filters, mm-hmm. um, we'll get in the show, and who knows? Maybe this thing will just draw a little bit of something. Maybe you get somebody after the show that wants to buy something, or sure. maybe yeah. maybe we just get a couple more credentials to go to the show if, yep. at the at the worst. So that was that was a good draw. Now they're a little non-LA like they're mm-hmm. they're they're <laughs> small town ish yes yeah they're, they're 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 not lights camera action okay <laughs> they're they're but they're smart enough to to listen and mm-hmm. you know you can't you can't knock them for that mm-hmm. you know and they they've got their ears open and I think that they've got some potential because they've got great product mm-hmm. and yes, I they do yeah you know they so maybe we uh, we put a little gel on their hair and yeah. give them a new pair of shoes and help them out a little bit. But green filters, it's good stuff. And to your point, because the guy seems like who built that bike mm-hmm. could have used whatever the hell he wanted to. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, the fact because once the show's over, it's like the commitments are done. The mm-hmm. fact that he still kept it on there means that, that it works. It works. Yeah. You know, that bike also is an example of what I was getting at. You know, your customer can be that guy, Ray, that comes mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. and he um, he gets rid of his rear tail light. 
That's right. Sorry, I'll get mine fixed. <laughs> <laughs> um, he, he's going to think about some intake. He's going to think about some exhaust. We went on, and we, we almost fast-forwarded to wheels and tires, but wheels and tires are really important, aren't they, as mm-hmm. well? All about the stands. Yeah. Wheel, Philip? tire, suspension, yeah. and yeah. exhaust. What are the exhaust. tires now? What are the, what are, what's the brand of tires now that, that people are wearing? What are the, the shoes everybody's wearing? Tires are Dunlop, usually. Dunlop's, is that yeah. the one? Yeah. Okay. And, uh, and uh, Michelin. Michelin. Yeah, Michelin's really popular. Is there anybody else in the field? Is there because you know in the automotive industry there's always a runner-up, there's a Hancock, there's a Falcon, there's you know. Uh, I would say what Pirelli maybe. Yeah, Pirelli. yeah because Pirelli. they have those mini moto mm-hmm. sizes for those yes. those style bikes. Yeah, and then um, so Dunlop, Michigan, or Michelin, Michigan, Michelin. Michelin and <laughs> <laughs> I got Detroit on my mind. Um, those are the three, huh? Pretty yeah. much. And then what about wheels? Are they all? Custom wheels are all hand- custom. Yeah. yeah, who are yeah. the players in the wheel field? There's a machine machine down in Arizona. Mm-hmm. He does a lot of of machining of wheels. So his wheels. his his spectrum is the 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 range of different styles that he has. Yeah. Yes. What's what's the size now? What's the size combo that people are going with wheel wise? Twelve by four in, in the, the front. front yep. Twelve by seven. Twelve on the Groms. Twelve by six. On the Ruckus, you can go twelve by seven. Twelve by eight. 13 by 8. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Beginning. You know, they try to get... Like everything else, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah try to get bigger. It's getting fucking crazy, though. It is. Seeing, sorry, when you look at the automotive world and the tire size... Yes, they're yeah. like 34 it's now. It's <laughs> you know, it's Stretched. just barely barely getting over that Rubber wide, bands. that wide, too wide, tweaked mm-hmm. look that was roaming around. It's, you know, let's face it, because that wheel and tire, just like the paint, the wheel and tire setup. Like when, you, when I was looking at the Cowie, Mm-hmm. What I noticed is kind of like the stance, yeah, yep. and the way that thing. It's all set. about the stance. Yeah. So, so I guess we go from that basic guy come in, does his quick little deals. Then he he got the pipe, but yep. then you know he may not do the intake yet. Maybe just give me the filter. Yeah, we yeah. have drop-in filters right. that and, work and really good. By the good. way, you know, I, my again, I told you about the seat. If you, you know, if you, oh, talk about seats. We do have a lot yeah, of seats. A lot of right? seats. We so have a lot of seats. That's big, right? Yeah. Yes. And if you don't like any of the seats you see on the site, you can always send it in, and we get it redone however you like. So I bought my seat, and I took a predictable approach. I listened to my dealer, and a lot of those guys carry the Corbin line, mm-hmm. and I liked it. And I it was effortless. I think I even bought I bought my pipe, and then he put it on. But, you know, you go with brand names. Correct. Ones that you're yeah. familiar with. Even me, I took a step back when I paid 480 bucks for my seat. Because mm-hmm. my Grom was only like 3200 bucks. <laughs> yeah. I ran into that when I got the Yashimura pipe. I ran into that. We talked about it with my mirrors. It seemed like... Well, you got expensive taste. That's the problem. <laughs> oh, is that it? <laughs> yep. Okay. So you can... You can well, but in that same token, though, it's like, isn't it funny, though? Even if you do have a few extra dollars to, to buy these things, it doesn't... It doesn't make you not stop and pause because I did each time. It's like, damn, yeah, five hundred bucks for the seat. Like I paid three grand for the bikes. Like six hundred dollars for the exhaust, four hundred dollars for the mirrors. Like we're so it. it I guess that's where you got to draw the line, right? Because you can yeah, do it. Much. You can get. You can that get green bike. That green bike. Twenty five grand. Probably. Probably. Yeah. yeah. And yes. there's still room. There's yeah. still room. Yeah. 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 You still could make it more green. Yeah, <laughs> so, so, so you can't get into this thing. You can. Oh, yeah. So and, and I guess oh, yeah. that's where it goes, it's, it's and, and that's what I got. Sure. So I, my first day, I got the Grom. Mm-hmm. I just rode it home. Bought it in Glendale. Rode the friggin' thing home. Yep. Thumbs up everywhere. It's like you're mm-hmm. driving around your '51 Chevy. People yeah. are like loving it. Rolling yep. up there, and and one guy, 
because um, I, I went to Starbucks or somewhere in the mall, and one guy come out, and he asked me about it. Mm-hmm. And I told him the little that I knew about it, right? The Grom. And he's, how much was it? I said, I don't know. It's like 3200 bucks by yeah. the time I'm done. And yep. Yeah. He said, well, why, like, man, why wouldn't you just buy like a real motorcycle? Yep. Why wouldn't you buy like a full-size mm, motorcycle? R6 you get a lot of that, get that right? a lot. A lot. So mm-hmm. what's, the, what's the response to that? The thing is, the mini bikes, it's way more fun. Don't matter what you ride. Until you're riding a mini bike, <laughs> you don't that. know. Yeah, you, you don't, don't know. know. Yeah. I found I found know. reasons to ride the Grom. Exactly. It's like, don't you want me to go uh, to Latuna Canyon for something? Yes. Yeah. Latuna Canyon is really nice, <laughs> especially going down. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's true, and I do. I get a. I'm not frightened, but there's times on my full size bikes, whether it's my Harley, with my Mini Apes, or even the Ducati. The time because I haven't ridden it a lot, as you know, I got a little bit of an issue with my labrum, but those bikes like. You know, at any time. Oh, yeah. They yeah. bitch slap you and you're exactly. like, done. With, yeah. with the Grom, you get a certain. You see, it's like, oh, that's going to happen. I mean, yeah. You're going to get thrown off two feet. You know, yeah. I'm only going 45 miles an hour. You d- d- don't let me downplay the fact that obviously. But then when you you're going hurt. 45, it seems like you're going 80. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Dude, I love it. Uh, I, I did ride it fully tucked it's down horrible. the crest and I was I was getting like mid 50s, high 50s. And I probably still had a little bit of room, but I, I, I love that bike. It seems like it was. It was just fun. There's the word. It was yep. fun. Super fun. It was fun. And, and, you know, they're a part of the collection. You know, if, if I just had it, mm-hmm. if I wanted to use it for daily transportation, mm-hmm. it'd be a little bit of a push-up for me. Honestly, I'd feel a little unsafe, especially if I was trying to cut through to get to downtown or something. Mm-hmm. Cruising around. But being with a pack, being with a group, now you become much more comfortable. Yep. And, and that's and, what I've always said about it's this. it's street legal, so, yeah. you know, you yeah. can always go out anytime, anytime, any day. And as a result, it is more of a social style deal even like even the guys with bikes they don't they get together a time or two a year with the grobs like these guys every weekend they're yeah, looking every, every week, thursday every night Friday, there's every ride yeah every, mm-hmm. throughout southern california there's rides every 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 day almost so it's how do like, they find out about that <clears throat> if you're, you're new to the scene how do they how do they find so out there's about a lot of it's now on facebook okay people mm-hmm. where do they the, go join the groups they're like oc ruckin or maybe the honda grom lifestyles or just join those Facebook groups and Total they, Ruckus was the one I was. Yeah, Total yeah. Ruckus was was the one that got everybody Everything. together, mm-hmm. and now it's just since Facebook came and it just took. Yeah, over. it's funny how things change. You know, the mediums that you had access to to find out what was up. Christ, you had to wait around for magazines for years. You remember? Correct. Yeah. And now, yeah, yeah. now it's like, sheesh, it's tough. Dinosaurs. Uh, guys, we're kind of finishing up the podcast. It's been fun. Uh, I hope you have a great trip to Japan. Kevin, when you're out there representing, okay. uh, Ray, it's going to be nice to, well, I guess bad news is you don't get to go to the event <laughs> internationally, but um, we'll get to see you at Joe's Mini Bike Reunion on October the 1st. And uh, thank you again for your continued support. Uh, I wanted to uh, give you guys a chance to maybe collect your thoughts about some folks that you may want to give some shout outs to. I've got a few folks that I just want to recognize before we finish up uh, our I don't know who the next podcast guest is going to be, which is a couple weeks from now, but I do know that on the 28th, September the 28th, uh, Elena Shera, the new editor of Roadkill Magazine, will be in the garage joining us. Elena, you may know, is a editor on Hot Rod Magazine. In fact, she's been out to the mini bike show, and she, um, I sold her my torpedo with a, a three-horsepower Clinton mm-hmm. that she, or four-horsepower Clinton that her and her friend uh, rebuilt. And uh, she's a mini bike lover, as well as being a total car lover. She's a cool gal. 
uh, a Mopar fan as well, and she's going to join us, and we're going to talk mini bikes. We're also going to talk a little bit about what's happening with Roadkill. We just got back from Detroit, and we drag raced in the streets on Woodward Boulevard. Wow. And it was amazing. We had like 40,000 people there, 1,000 drag racers, and uh, it was the first time that there was ever sanctioned street legal drag racing on the streets of Detroit. And it was an eighth of a mile, and we had uh, stands uh, packed with thousands of people from about 10 a.m. to around midnight. Dodge was the presenting sponsor. CRC had a dyno there, and it was a one-day love fest of Roadkill Nation followers, and we had a great time out there. Um, I wanted to uh, uh, mention that Elena will be on the show, so if you're into Roadkill or a Hot Rod fan, uh, check her out. Two weeks from now, for our 12th podcast, it's going to be all based on Joe's Mini Bike Reunion Show. We're going to talk about some of the cool giveaways, going to talk about some of the cool bikes that are going to be on site, some of the special promotions, um, some opportunities like the dyno that we talked about that Steady Garage is a part of as a sponsor. Um, I'd like to uh, recognize some of the folks that have uh, sent us some Facebook um, notes and comments these last couple of weeks. Uh, I have to put my glasses on there because you guys have longer last names than I do in most cases. I'd like to take a second to recognize uh, Danny Espana, uh, Chris Torrio, uh, Trenton Mays, Hector yeah. Coronado. Uh, there's some other folks. Jessica Chong, I think, uh, recently uh, liked a little something here. Richard White. Um, I don't know. There's a few other folks that are out there that I can't read. Uh, thank, thank you for any of you folks who have uh, contributed. Um, how about my buddy uh, Derek Clark, uh, Chris Burtz, uh, David Verone, uh, Kenny Simon. I mentioned Myron from Detroit. Uh, Yardsdale Sock Pucket. I don't think that's your puppet. I don't think that's your real name, but uh, thank you for the nice note. Uh, Steady Garage is your place to go if you're into this mini moto scene. Uh for all the reasons that we just talked about for this last half hour or so, uh, there are some cool items that you guys brought. I see some T-shirts. I see some decals. For those of you who have listened in, send us a note. We'll get some uh, of these cool prizes out to you. You guys have always had cool stuff. When I went to your shop, I remember you had such a nice wide assortment of products, but you had a lot of cool collectibles. Uh, we've got some of these cool license plate frames that you guys have brought. Till the wheels fall off, how cool. I'm going to put this on my Grom. Maybe you like this on the back of one of your cool bikes. Send us a note. Uh, Steady Garage, located uh, in Irwindale, California. I don't want to give you the address because there's like there's like garage stalkers, just like there's like celebrity stalkers. <laughs> but I do have Ray's home address. Yes. Uh, Ray's located in the San Gabriel Valley. Yes, sir. Yep. Uh, he goes by a Twitter account. Uh, now, Steady Garage, if you'd like to find out about what they can do to make you look a little bit cooler, go a little faster, ride a little harder, Phone number 626-509-9571, 626-509-9571. They have normal hours, <laughs> 11 a.m. to 7.30 p.m. <laughs> I love that part. Uh, website, uh, steadygarage.com, right? Mm -hmm. I'm assuming uh, yeah. Facebook's big. You guys are, you got some great stuff on your website and your Facebook page. Instagram, too. Yeah, yeah. what's Instagram? Steady Garage. Steady Garage. Ray, um, Thank you for coming out, brother. Thank you for having me. Yeah, uh, really appreciate. Fun. Yeah, I really appreciate what you're doing, and maybe you can help me and help Emmanuel as well. Hey, we got through 11. We may get through 12. We get through 12. Shit, sky's the limit. We may exactly. have 13 or 14. Yeah. Let's keep promoting what you guys are doing. Uh, be our voices for this segment because it, it's our contemporary voice. In between these rigid frame mini bikes and these Ducati super bikes, mm -hmm. you guys are filling a gap that. If you're a mini bike lover, and I've always said, if you're not, go get one, get into them. But 
you may struggle if you want to get a mini a motorcycle excuse me those groms and that new kawasaki that's a great starter for an adult it's a great one for your wife because there's an automatic model Mm -hmm. on these kawasaki's uh you can get one where she doesn't have to worry about letting the clutch out she can just shift with her foot it's safer like i would get one for my daughter now you know you'd get one to have around because anybody can get on one and step on it so they're making them affordable uh you can customize them with uh, hundreds of parts from guys that know how to fix them up the right way at steady garage uh before we take off kevin uh, anybody you'd like to maybe say uh, hi to or give any mentions to any of your customers or any of your uh, vendors, please. Okay. Uh, we have uh, the UMRA 24-hour endurance race on September 10 and 11. If anyone can make it out there, it's at Grange in Apple Valley. We'll be out there. It's 24 hours, so it's a good endurance You'll race. You'll be out there for 72 yeah. hours. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, uh, special thanks to uh, the Richardson brothers, Chris Lee, uh, the wives for always supporting us. And, uh, what are your wife's names? Linda. And Jessica. I've got a Linda in there in my house as well. <laughs> Hi, Linda. Jessica, thanks for uh, letting the guys out, so to speak, for the last, what, how many years you guys been at this? <laughs> uh, probably almost 10 years. All right, so yeah. there you go. Yeah. Yep. So thank 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 you for all of the customer supporter and uh, you know our uh, our partners uh, Joe's Mini Bike Reunion for the awesome uh, events and the podcast because this is probably the, the only podcast talking about mini bikes and uh, you guys should do one for your group you guys should do one you know you yeah. see how yeah because you know who knows and if we don't not, have hey, a, we don't have an E yeah we don't we need an E yeah <laughs> well I'll tell you what uh, how about this you'd be a part of our group here you guys you got an open invitation to come in the garage anytime okay continue to bring out the cool bikes we will right? yeah, continue we to will. bring out the stories and maybe you can bring us some sneak peeks of some bikes that maybe we can either intro mm-hmm. or sure. sneak peek or so if you got any new parts or any new stories, um, thank you. I'll see you guys in about well, less than a month from now. Mm-hmm. At the Have a safe trip to Japan. Thank you. Who else uh, is out there that maybe you want to say goodbye to or say hi to? Anybody? Um, there's, a, there's a long list. but, well, yeah, but get, get a few in, please. Okay. Uh, SCR Works in Japan. Uh, Yu Yamamoto, the photographer for Mo- uh, MotoChat Magazine. He helps us out a lot. MotoChat Magazine themselves. Uh, Tokyo Parts, Rakubo. So all the guys in the East Coast that we're going to be visiting you know, in Who a couple of weeks. Who you seen on the East Coast? Uh, SCR Works, uh, Tokyo Parts, and uh, Rakubo. Those are the three main uh, shops that are out there that are focused for Ruckus and Far East Coast. Yeah, Far East Coast. Good. Yeah, Japan. Well, get you guys over there in the Far East. Get your ears yeah. open. And and get and your then, wallet open. Make some money with these guys, you right? Know, you know, and uh, you know, uh, you know, Makoa Scooter and all the other scooter shops that are out there. Um, you know, it's, it really helps bring it up. You know, a lot of people think it's competition and all that stuff, but hey, it's, it's a competition always fun, you know. Yeah, and and if if you make friends, you know, it could go a long way. Plus, shit happens. You yeah, never know. You, yeah, you never know. Yeah, shop, right? yeah. About, <laughs> yeah. How about you? Any uh, any final salutes on your end? No, I'm fine. Um, just the wife. Good. The That's wife. all that matters. That's all that matters. He's got to yeah, eat when he gets home. Daughter. Well, thanks for joining us. It's yeah. Joe's Mini Bike Reunion Podcast Number Eleven in the garage in the books. Emmanuel, thank you. Uh, continue congratulations on all your efforts there e don't forget folks if you want to go out and have a good time it's happiercamper.com easy to get in you guys are checking out the happier campers what, yes. what cool mobile sites they would be maybe we'll see them at the sema show who knows what the hell else is going on i want to thank my wife linda and thank myself for getting through this shit for one more episode it's joe's mini bike reunion podcast number 11 thank Cheers. you Joe.
Minibike Show.